Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you for Bad Movie Month 2022, a year hiatus, and we are back for your favourite month of the year. Movies that are bad. Possibly. Maybe. I don't know. For the most part, considered bad by critics and fans alike, and we are here to recap them. And as you know our history with this month, sometimes we find they're not actually that bad. But in the case of this month, well, we'll soon wait and see. We're here to kick things off with the 2013 movie that is called Movie 43. Regarded as the Citizen Kane of bad movies. <laughs> regarded as the worst movie of all time. If you type in Movie 43 in Google, literally the first search result that comes up with the question is, is Movie 43 the worst movie of all time? This was written and directed by a bunch of people. It's probably got the biggest cast you'll ever see in a shit movie. And I am very intrigued to talk about this one today. My name is Ben, and you look like the slutty one in the Golden Girls. Do you still like fingers in your butthole? I want to give you a hickey on your vagina. And my name is Colin, and you're black. Oh, you noticed. It took you a while. <laughs> you racist bastard. Finally, now you're getting to see this. I will also say, clock is ticking. Um, it's like an episode of 24. We have, have you committed- got the clock already? I have, uh, based on the fact that we're, according to my clock, we're a minute 30 in, but I guess with a minute worth of intros beforehand, I don't know if we're going to cap this at 58 minutes, but we're keeping these to an hour, folks. So uh, that's our rule this year. We have to do it. But uh, movie 43, I will just get into this straight away. Um, I saw this at the cinema. I saw this at the movies. (laughs) You're the one. (laughs) I can't remember why. I was with Louise at the time. I know I saw this with Louise, and... I'm pretty sure I just remember seeing trailers for this going, that looks interesting. Um, and I think this was before it got this really rep- this bad reputation it has. So I don't think it was like, oh, this movie's shit, I've got to go see it. Um, and I'll say, I enjoyed it when I saw it. I'm like, oh, it was kind of funny. It was just dumb, but it was funny. And then I remember all the press about it being like, oh, this is the worst movie of all time, the worst movie of all time. Never saw it again. I was like, okay, sure, whatever. Maybe, you know, it wasn't that bad. And I'm saying this right now. Saw it again. I don't see what the problem is. It's dumb. It's stupid. It's silly. I get it. It's got Hugh Jackman with testicles on his face. It's got freaking Anna Faris wanting to get shat on by Chris Pratt. Like, I get it. It's dumb. But this is no different to what we did with Airplane a couple of years ago, and I'll kind of compare the two. It's it's stupid comedy, and if you like this type of comedy, it's funny. So I'm saying it right now. Don't see this as the worst movie of all time. I don't get the hate for this film. Uh, I, I'm going to say it already. This isn't the worst movie we're covering this month, um, but <laughs> it is a bad movie. It is a really bad movie. 
that has a couple of redeeming segments. There are at least two segments in this movie that I genuinely laughed at. I just, I wish that the rest of the movie had been able to keep up uh, the, the quality of those two positive segments. Uh, there's just, there's, you know, I wouldn't go as far as to say this is the worst movie of all time simply because I feel like there's a way that this could work. And if you did this, not necessarily on Saturday Night Live, because you're going to be pretty censored, but if you did this on a Saturday Night Live sketch comedy type show and you had an audience, you had a laugh track there to tell you when, when you're supposed to laugh at somebody, you had people's reactions, whether it be awkward or genuine, you know, hilarious reactions, then this might work slightly better. I don't think it's ever going to be something brilliant, but doing this as a movie just seems all wrong. And it strips so much of what I feel like could have been some decent humor by just putting a camera on them with no laughing. And it certainly doesn't help watching it by yourself at home. Uh, but I, I, I loved two segments and uh, I'm not sure if they're going to be your favorites, uh, but I pretty much hated the rest of them. <laughs> I just, I think that's a perfect way of summarizing it. If this was a Saturday Night Live episode or it's sort of explained, it's kind of like funny or die, but a little bit crazier. Like you're not going to complain a little bit about this. I think that it just comes down to the fact this was theatrically released. You had all these massive names attached to it. And again, it's just, it's stupid. It is completely fucking stupid. But you tell me, does any of the actors in this film look like they're phoning it in? No. I think every actor in this looks like they're having a blast. Uh, I think they just know it's stupid. It's just silly. Uh, a lot of the background from what I read is that none of these actors sort of knew what they were getting into. They just kind of signed on and were almost like, oh, yeah, cool. So who's doing it? Oh, I'll do that too. Never sort of knew everything was connected and all this kind of stuff. And you can sort of tell. Um, but, like, I mean, you tell me right now, does anybody in this film look like they're bored? Everybody in this film looks like they are just having dumb, silly fun. And that's, again, what this movie is. I, I think iBabe was phoning it in. That might be the only <laughs> exception. <laughs> yeah, but you weren't paying attention because it was a naked woman. So you're like, oh, God, nudity. No, I can't watch. No, absolutely not. Um, and, like, the thing is with the, the amount of writers and directors you have in this film, um, you, you know, obviously you've got the Farrelly brothers involved in this, or at least one of them. Um, the Oscar you know, you, winner. <laughs> the, 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 the Oscar winner too. you got James Gunn involved in this um, film as well, don't you? You do. Bob Odenkirk directed something in this apparently. Um, there's a lot of people involved in this. Steve Carr, like so many people who are prominent, not just on the acting side of things. Um, and like, as I just say, as I said at the beginning, Airplane, we did Airplane, what, how many years ago did we do Airplane now? A couple of years ago. Funny. It's it's a funny, it's regarded as one of the greatest comedies of all time. Watch that now with a 2022, even a 2013 length. It's a dumb film. That movie, if that got released in 2013, people are like, this is the stupidest film of all time. This is so silly. It's crap. But like, it's got that lens on it that back then that was hilarious. I just rewatched all the scary movie movies and two of them are good. Two and a half of them are good. The rest are kind of crap, but... If you like that weird sort of satire silliness, it's kind of you get a bit of a chuckle from it. And I just think this fits into the category. And if this movie was maybe released in like 2001, 1991, 1981, it's going to be taken completely differently because it's released in 2013 yeah. with social media and kind of the different eyes on it. Yeah, it's going to be hated. So I feel this is just out of date. It's just released in a wrong time. Uh, I, I sort of agree with you. I, I feel like there is also a very big issue that, a lot of these segments that are less than five minutes long have jokes that would play well for about 30 seconds. <laughs> You're just in pain for the other four and a half. We're just waiting for it to end. Uh, saying that it's uh, a movie out of time, and that makes sense. You mentioned Airplane. There's a movie I've never seen that I'm aware of that as soon as I started reading up of this movie, I'm like, oh, okay, I think that's pretty much the same thing. It was a 
movie from the 70s called the Kentucky Fried Movie, which was mm, the same mm-hmm. type of concept. Yep. It was very offensive, very R-rated, but a bunch of small short segments. And that movie has a cult following. But I also guarantee if you release the Kentucky Fried Movie now, people are going to hate that as well. They might also be calling that the worst movie ever made. There, There's nothing in this movie that hasn't been done before. I mean, the the, the ridiculousness, the, the offensiveness of Freddy Got Finger, the stupidity... Um, it's just, it's all summed up in one movie. And if anything else, it's the fact that you have such a massive cast that people are like, how did you get this many people to do such a dumb movie that maybe that (laughs) makes it more offensive to people, but it's like a lot of the stuff here does not work. Well, all that the set of like after scary movie had what, like epic movie and, and all those disaster movie and all that sort of stuff. And I mean, if they had Hugh Jackman and Kate Winslet and Tom Cruise. And Tom Cruise isn't in this, but like just, you know, big name actors, people are probably going to rip into it more. The fact you had what, like Matt Lanter and people like that. No disrespect to Matt Lanter. Great guy. But like, you know, it's like, it's not going to hold Anakin up Anakin Skywalker. Well. Exactly. So I, I don't know. I just, I feel that this is just a silly, dumb movie that you can just put on and have some fun with it. And I think, like, calling this the worst movie of all time is just ridiculous. Like, it really is a stupid thing to say. <laughs> like, I just, mm. I don't get that level of hate for this film, particularly when we get to what we're covering next week. <laughs> and, and talk about past years, we've covered the Emoji Movie. We've covered Geely. Oh, my God. Uh, exactly. We've covered Swept Away. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, hang on. That's below the belt. Um, yeah. I like it's, I mean, yeah. Anyway, I'm getting ahead. We're going to now do this. We've got like 50 odd minutes to do this. But the first thing I want to touch on, because, and like, you'd never seen this before, right? So your history of this film, no. you'd never seen this before. I'd so. never seen the trailer before. Really? Interesting. I, I mean, it's funny. The two movies I've seen this month are going to be the two that I like. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen, I haven't seen Glitter yet. So I, I don't know how I feel about that. But, um, I think what I'm intrigued for, because there are two different versions of this film, and I've got a feeling the version you have seen is the one I saw in the cinema, because the one I watched last night is the one I'd never seen before. So let me ask you this. What story did you have to tie in all the clips together? Uh, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Okay, yeah, exactly. There you go. So you had the version that I didn't watch last night. So this is going to be fun. Um, so yeah, because I'm reading there's an alternate version. Yeah, so the Dennis Quaid version. So what? Basically, I'll, I'll probably get you to explain this a little bit more. So from I remember seeing that in the cinema. Isn't it like Dennis Quaid is like a writer, and he's basically mm-hmm. saying, "Is it Greg Kinnear's in it too?" And it's basically all like, "Hey, this is an idea I've got for a film," and then that kind of cuts into each of the segments, right? So that's basically yeah, exactly. the plot, and that's the one I saw in the cinema. I remember that because when I started watching this last night, I'm going. I don't remember it being two kids in a computer, like, you know, like doing this. So the version that I watched is apparently, uh, it's just called an alternate version. Apparently the UK and the Netherlands got the version I got. So basically it's three teenagers basically searching for a banned film. So you start off with these two young kids who are like posting a video to YouTube to try and go viral. And then their brother's like this little 12 year old who basically is pranking them and all this sort of stuff. So these two kids like, Oh, we're going to get back at our brother. Uh, we're going to claim there's this band movie called movie 43 and we'll distract him. And I'll go put porn on his computer and get lots of viruses. And that's pretty much all you need to know. So they're searching the internet for movie 43. They just stumble across a bunch of these clips, which are the little segments in this film. Um, I'm just going over this now because there's really nothing more to it. Um, essentially, this all ends up that there really is a movie 43 that's like banned and somehow movie 43 destroys the world 
and these kids basically are in a post-apocalyptic world afterwards. Uh, there's a scene where one of the kids is trying to find porn. So he puts like um, porn on this kid's computer. He finds like a cam website and he's all like, oh my God. So he jerks off to it. And then he realizes that he jerked off to his own mom. Ha <laughs> ha, hilarious. Um, and that's about all you really need to know. Uh, do you have anything to add on the Dennis Quaid, uh, Greg <laughs> Kinnear? Because I remember that. And I remember like, because he's in like Seth MacFarlane in it as well. So like yeah. there's a couple of big names in that section whereas this section i think lucy lawless is in this like random cameo they've got like this post-apocalyptic part with like xenia and i'm pretty sure it's lucy lawless it looks like her but she's not credited here but um yeah i don't know if you've got anything to kind of go over that storyline which is one i think most people would have watched if they're watching along with this today yeah i mean it's dennis quaid i mean so it's automatically the better version i guess um yeah, he's just making his pitch for what he keeps saying. This is going to be an emotional movie. This is going to be an Oscar-winning movie uh, to Greg Kinnear. Greg Kinnear thinks it's absurd. Dennis Quaid pulls a gun on him, says, you're going to give me this movie because I haven't worked in who knows how long. <laughs> they go to Common's office. Common's meeting with Seth MacFarlane. Um, and <laughs> he says, you don't need my permission to make a movie. So Greg Kinnear gets upset because his boss is always berating him. So he decides he's going to make the movie the greatest movie ever made. And then he holds a gun on Common and tells him to blow Will Sasso a security guard. And then the movie reveals that that's just another segment in the movie that they are in the middle of filming. I do remember that. Um, and I will correct myself, apparently not Lucy Lawless. Very much looks like Lucy Lawless, though. So good job in getting a Xenia Warrior Princess Lucy Lawless lookalike for my section. So, um, yep, there you go. If you're a massive fan of this and want to see the alternate version, then track down. If you, if you watch the one I did or you watch one, because I, I wanted to message you last night, but then I thought, like, no, let's wait till we're on air. I, I feel like you've watched yeah. the Dennis Quaid version, and I'll probably watch this one. So given that we've got an hour, I think we're just going to go through each of the little uh, sections and maybe I'll break every two or three. Because, again, we're not going to go over, like, generally we go over ins and outs. Even if we weren't capping this to an hour, famous last words, we could get through this pretty quickly. <laughs> so um, I will go. So the first one is called The Catch. Now, this one was actually, this is the Farrelly brother one. This is uh, Peter Farrelly. So this is the probably the most famous one, I would say, of all of it because this is the one with Hugh Jackman with testicles on his chin. And... I remember the trailer because they um, edit out in the trailer. You don't see the testicles in the trailer, right? But, of course, in this, basically, Kate Winslet has been set up on a blind date and you've got a sister or friend is all like, oh, you're going out with this guy and he, like, knows Derek Jeter and look at him. He's on the cover of Gotham Magazine. And Kate Winslet's all like, oh, wow, this guy, like, how is he single, you know? What's going on? And they go to this restaurant and he's wearing a scarf so you can't see anything and they're getting on fine. And he wears his scarf and he's got a big pair of testicles dangling on his chin. And this whole skit basically revolves around the fact that nobody notices these testicles on his chin except for Kate Winslet. And she's all like bringing up things like, oh, you know, like, oh, did you get bullied in school? And he's like, oh, I did. Yeah, it was about my neck. And she's like, oh, thank God. And then he's got like a little scar on his neck and family comes in and they're getting a photo taken and he's dribbling sauce down his balls and there's a pube that goes in the thing and... Basically, Kate Winslet is just grossed out by the end of it. I mean, we could probably just cap it there, boom, talk about this. I, I mean, this is, again, like, I'm sure you're going to rip into this, but, like, look at Hugh Jackman. He's loving this. Kate Winslet's having fun. Like, it's it's childish. It's dumb. Like, when it gets cold and the balls go up in his neck, like, it's just... Oh, I've just got a sick sense of humour. I'm sorry. I find this funny. <laughs> you know, I might have found it more funny if this wasn't the one thing that was spoiled for me because you just kept mentioning Hugh Jackman has testicles on his chin. So I knew what the joke was going to be before we got there. But the only note I made on the segment is that this is a joke that goes on way too long. Like you could get a chuckle out of this 
you could get, you know, two or three jokes, but you can't have 16 jokes about balls being on his face. You got to switch it up. You got to do something different. I mean, the best thing I had about this was what Greg Kinnear at the end, which you didn't see this time, uh, basically says, Kate Winslet is, is going to make a movie with a guy with balls hanging off his chin. And all I could think is Greg Kinnear is the voice of the audience right now. Like, why are we <laughs> watching a movie with Hugh Jackman with balls on his chin? It's just... Uh, it goes on way too long. And yeah, I, I can I can see the humor, but it's very Pluto Nash humor. And I think that's where maybe having uh -huh. an audience laughing might have helped a little bit because I'm just like, yeah, I, it's kind of funny. But like, I don't I don't I don't feel compelled to laugh. When we do Men in Black 2 in a few months or month, you know, spoiler alert, kick him in the balls. He's a bald chinian. <laughs> you can't laugh at that joke if you don't find this funny. Like, come on. Well, I could laugh at that joke because it's one joke. It's not 16 of the same joke. I if he's, like, he's a bald chinian. And then there's another guy. It's like, he's also a bald chinian. This I, guy's I a bald chinian, but it's cold. So you got to kick harder. This segment only goes for like eight minutes. Like, I don't think it's eight, that bad. Only eight minutes. I, I mean, what's like, a Saturday Night Live skit go for? Ten minutes? Like, I well, mean, you know. Isn't, this is what an hour and a half long movie. Like this is the largest segment of the entire movie. And it is one joke. I think that's part of the problem here. Yeah. Most of the other segments are like three, four minutes long. They gave this eight minutes. Why? I don't, I don't agree. I think it works fine. It's, you know, um, I think the kids in between hand, they just go, like, Oh, what is that? And they just move on. Um, I think maybe the most forgettable. One. I always forget this is a segment. I remember this being on the trailer uh, is this kind of next segment where it's basically a Kids who's homeschooled, it's literally called homeschooled. Uh, we've got Lee Schreiber and Naomi Watts in here, and it's basically a you know, parents sitting on a couch, meeting their new neighbors, talking about how they homeschool their kid, and essentially they want to give them an authentic school experience. So <laughs> they are assholes to their kid, they basically bully the shit out of him, make fun of his weird pubes, uh, don't invite him to parties. His mum makes out with him, uh, as you do. Um, and then basically at the end, it's all like, oh, but he's not weird. He's a normal kid to which he's leaving with a stuffed puppet of, uh, that's basically me. That's what I've gotten to now in my life. You know, uh, they tie him up to a tree and basically talks about him blowing other guys. Um, yeah, this is the most forgettable one to me. I like it's, it's got its moments, but you talk about being spoiled this was the one that was completely spoiled in the trailer. Like this, I just remember this one being shown in the trailer. But Naomi Watts, Leaf Shriver, again, they do good. Naomi Watts, we've complimented about her. We like Naomi Watts, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 the weird section of the movie here where they're using real couples too, uh, like Leaf Shriver and Naomi Watts. So <laughs> you do wonder, do they know they're in a movie or is this just their parenting <laughs> in real life? Um, th there's there's moments here where I'm like, you know, they're kind of on to something as parents, but I'm not going to say that for everything. You know, I'm not going to encourage uh, Jamie to make out with Casper to teach him how to kiss or anything. Whoa. Although if Naomi, if Naomi Watts is your mom, I mean, are you going to go along with it? I don't know. Uh, but Let's uh, get Naomi Watts' children on the show. <laughs> we'll find out. Hi, Naomi Watts' children. Would you like to fuck your mom? <laughs> yes, we would. Okay, thanks. Weird. But but I, I don't know. There, there's a couple of tactics they use here where, where it's like, yeah, you know, that would probably work. You know, maybe it's not necessarily politically correct, but it would probably work. But I mean, the majority of what they do here, again, it's like, it's not even a joke. It's like, okay, you've, you have revealed what your punchline is right on the first joke. And now you're just telling the same joke over and over again. And it's the same problem with the balls on the chin. It's one joke that goes on way too long.
I like have never grown up watching Saturday Night Live. It was on. I've talked about this before. It was on cable, but you know, I got the gist of it. And when I was in New York, I started watching a bunch of the clips. But like again, that's what Saturday Night Live skits are. They kind of go on forever, and like you kind of get to a point where it's like, like surely you know the whole um the David S. Pumpkin thing, right? Like with Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Like I showed that to you, right? Like hilarious. You showed it to me, yeah. But, like, it goes on for a while. Like, we get it. He's there, ha, ha. But, like, that's the point. Like, half the point of some of those Saturday Night Live skits, they just keep hammering it home for the humour, right? But here's, here's the difference, though. If you look at that, you have probably three or four Tom Hanks moments or jokes in that skit. And it may run the same amount of time as this, but you have other stuff in between to let the audience, you know, recover a little bit. They laugh really hard, and then you're like, oh, okay, where are we going to go from here? Let's take a breather. And this is, like, every 10 seconds, it's the same joke over and over again. Well, what about the next joke, Colin? I'm sure you find this hilarious. The proposition, <laughs> um, which, uh, hello, Anna Faris. I, you know, I, no disrespect to Anna Faris. I, 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 I've liked Anna Faris, sure. But when I watch the scary movies, I'm like, Anna Faris, yeah, all right. I, I rank her well. She's very attractive. I never got it until I just rewatched it. And here, again, Anna Faris, yeah. I could. You ever I watch that, that show Mom she's on? I want to now that, you know, her and Alice and Jenny, that's a good couple. That's a mum and daughter combo I'm fine with. Jamie's a big fan of that show. I I don't really get it, but uh, she's she's all right. I mean, she's funny too. She's If you don't get mum, there's no way you get this next segment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I've never watched the show, but I get it. There's a mum and she's also got a daughter. Like, ha-ha, hilarious, right? <laughs> like, you, you do know the point of how I met your mother is that they are learning how you meet their mother. Friends, they're actually all friends, Colin, just spoiling it. <laughs> Um, Will and Grace is somebody called Will and somebody <laughs> called Grace. Okay. Do you get it? Like, you know, it's it's a thing. You lost me. You lost me. <laughs> I need to explain it to you because I don't know if you're going to get this one because it involves <laughs> sex. Um, so this is a, a pre, is this a community Chris Pratt? Because he's a bit chunky here, old Chris. This has got to be a pre Well, this is 2013, Guardians. so this is, this is, I mean, this movie took years to film. That was the other thing, I guess, Two the years. trivia. Yeah, well, I think it was something like over the course of six years they filmed it. Right, but, oh, uh, the thing I saw said two, but and they were sort of saying like, how did they film all three Lord of the Rings movies in one year, and this took two years yeah. to make? But, um, <laughs> yeah, the, this this could have been before Zero Dark Thirty, Guardians of the Galaxy shape. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird watching this now because he'd arguably be in the top few most famous people in this movie, but back then he's probably down near the bottom, but. So yeah. him and Anna Faris are on a picnic. Oh, it's romantic. And he's about to propose. And they're, oh, it's a classic conundrum. Oh, we've, we've both got something to say. Let's say it at the same time. And he's all like, will you marry me? And she's like, I want you to poop on me. Uh, so this is a thing, Colin. In sex, some people are into being pooped on. Um, <laughs> not fighting, just pooping. That's, trust me, I won't show you that porn. But um, so she's all like, oh, I trust you. And this is going to happen. And then... Chris Pratt has, like, a funny conversation at the barbecue, which is kind of funny. I like this guy who's all like, you know, like, oh, you're talking about being shit on. No, that's disgust. That's what you do with some hooker down the street that's being pooped on. This is love. <laughs> um, and then you've still got Anna Faris has got a, what does her apron say, like, bless this dump, and she's curling poo on a cake. So, and they're coming up with this story about, like, you need to eat burritos and stuff because it's about what it comes out. So they're out to have sex. Chris Pratt's eating laxatives and burritos and they're making out and he's about to poo on her and there's laxative noises and everything and farting and they end up having a fight because she doesn't think he's taking it seriously and then he runs out onto the stream, gets hit by a car and shit goes everywhere (laughs) and they're in love and he proposes. 
so stupid. It is dumb, but I'm sorry. When he gets hit by the car and shit goes <laughs> Like, I'm one of those people. Farts are funny, all right? So when shit's I'm going you're one of these people. No, I'm not. Now, oh, God, no. Now I know no. why you're single. <laughs> I'm into most shit, but not shit, literally. Like, that's that's on the bottom, down with feet. No, thank you. Um, but like, <laughs> poo goes on the windscreen. It's dumb. Yeah, I get it. It's stupid. I shouldn't be laughing at this, but I am. <laughs> uh, so I don't hate this thing. It's not one of the two that I actually laughed at, but this was more as like, oh, that's slightly more clever than the last two. And this is, I think, the difference when I was criticizing the first two of the same joke over and over again for way too long. This segment is probably the same length, but you have some variety. You have the reveal that she's into this weird thing, and then you have him talking with his friends like, this is just bizarre. And they're like, well, it's not that strange. And, and, and the, the hero of this segment is not, and I, I love Chris Pratt. I mean, I love, you mentioned him as Community's Chris Pratt. I think you meant Parks and Recreation's Chris Pratt. Oh, wow. They're both uh, the but- same <laughs> fucking show. I've never watched them. I swear they're the same show. But like, I, I love comedy Chris Pratt, but like J.B. Smoove, the guy here, his friend, he's the, he's the savior of the segment. I don't know if you ever watched Curb Your Enthusiasm, Larry uh, David I've, show. I've seen bits, bits of, oh no, hang on. Oh, now I'm thinking of what's the other one I get that confused with. Um, what was Seinfeld. the one? No, with um, J- oh god, what's it called? Arrested Development. I always get that. Oh. Enthusiasm. <laughs> I don't know. They're different Very, shows, but Parks and Recreation, Community, Kirby Enthusiasm, Arrested Development. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Thirty Rock. Um, they're all the same show, aren't they? <laughs> ER and Traders. It's not ER. It's kind of like ER, but not the same. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, JB Smooth saved this for me. What is the, the the line he has? But it's not about uh, how it goes in; it's about how fancy it comes out. Like that one gave me a bit of a chuckle. But this one has variety to it. Like, but like you you have four mini segments built into a four or five minute long skit, and that's the difference from the first two to this one is that you go from her proposing this idea to him thinking it's weird to his friends talking him into it to him eating the burrito and then just her trying to lay it. He's like, I got to go. I got to go to the whole car thing. Like there's at least more going on in this segment than just one joke. So slight appreciation for this, but mostly for JB smooth kind of made me chuckle during what what he's selling him on. You got to get a big old burrito. (laughs) You're getting some ideas. I think you're like, Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to say my only note that I wrote on this other than the the JB smooth line is that, Chris Pratt can take a dump on Jamie. She will not complain. <laughs> oh, God. Now, look, I like your wife, but, like, I mean, I don't... And I know your wife's a little bit kinkier than you give her credit for, but I don't think she's into pooping. Like, if, if, have- if you tell her... If you tell her that Keanu Reeves, Henry Cavill, and Chris Pratt are all going to pinch a loaf right all over her, they're gonna, she's going to be like, all right, if that's the only contact I'm going to get with them, I'm for it. I'm asking her. I'm texting her right now. Um... <laughs> Quick question: If you, um, if what did you say? If the only contact you could have with Chris Pratt, what did you say? Keanu Reeves and Henry Ke- Cavill. Keanu Reeves and Henry Cavill. Uh, I can help if I can spell Cavill. What? Oh, Henry Cahill, apparently. That's what autocorrect does. Um, mix him with a soccer player. Oh, she's really uh, into Cahill. If the only contact you could have with Chris Pratt, Keanu, and Henry Cavill was to let them poop on you, <laughs> would you do it? 
I guarantee she's going to message you, Colin, Ben just texted me this really weird thing, which I hope she does, as, as any wife should. I, um, we'll we'll see if you get a weird message about pooping this, on people. If um, she's not awake by the time this episode's over, we will fill you in on her answer during Cats next week. We, we will. We will. Um, the next segment's probably yeah, there with the homeschool one, one of my least favorites. It's still like, you know, I like Emma Stone and, and the other Colkin that we didn't talk about the Kieran. other week. Kieran Colkin. Sorry, Macaulay, we haven't talked about you yet, but one day we'll do Home Alone. Um, it's basically they're in a supermarket. Kieran Colkin's basically on a microphone talking about, I don't know, getting your vagina cleaned or something like that. And then his girlfriend comes in, it's Emma Stone. And they just have this like back and forth sexual conversation, which you you look like the slutty one in the Golden Girls, Blanche, and it's like, what does he say? Like, no, like you take that back or whatever it is. Like, this mummy of Rocky. Um, and the whole time this sexual conversation is being held over the microphone, and she leaves, and is all like, oh, I'll see you in church, and then everyone in the stores all like, you go get her, I'll take your shift, I'll do two to five. It's Okay, again, I think this was on the trailer as well. They showed a lot of this one. Um, should mention, of all the big-name actors, how many people are Oscar winners in this goddamn movie? Yeah. Like, <laughs> either prior or afterwards. Like, Jesus. Um, I don't really have much to add. This one's, yeah, it's fine. It went all over your head, all the sexual things that were being talked about, right? A hickey on a vagina? This, what does that mean? This is one of the two segments I really liked. What are you talking about? Uh, this, this Colin's getting hilarious. sexual. He's like, oh, I like this. This is doing things down in my nether regions. Well, again, it's the variety within the joke that works. And, I mean, Kieran Culkin, he, he's one of the – not just one of the stars and main characters, but, like, one of the funniest things in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. We've kind of talked about that in Signs. And, I mean, Emma Stone really should do more comedy. I mean, I, I'm so tired of her as a dramatic actress. Just be funny again. Uh, but Just be funny you're again. Completely, be funny. <laughs> you're completely underselling the first half of this, which is just them throwing the insults at each other, which I think you had the, the first. I had to write down half of these because I told Jamie, I'm like, there's some really good lines in here. Like, you look like you slept in a soup kitchen urinal. You look like you bathed in a dumpster behind an abortion clinic. I, I love this one. You look like the kid who got cancer for Christmas. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Golden Girls thing where she gets excited. She's like, Dorothy is like, no, Blanche, you take that back. Like, yeah, there's some good stuff in here because they go from they're throwing these insults at each other to I want to lick you till you weep. Just this complete, you know, uh, uh, complete to a 180 turnaround. And I, I still think, okay, the punchline is just for she's, I'll see you in church. I'm like, you could end this, get there. But then they add something completely new in there where you get everybody watching. And then that, that crazy old man who's like, you go get that girl. <laughs> really pumping up the crowd and everything is like what time do you work you five o'clock i got till 3 a.m i'll take three to five like this is a funny skit this one would work in any other movie you know it doesn't have to be in movie 43 you just put this on its own and this is a fan favorite funny or die skit i liked this one yeah it's fine we're gonna have a great yeah, rating i just i've literally found if it's spoiled <laughs> in the trailer you don't like it i think that's that's what it comes down to I like the Hugh Jackman. I guess he didn't get his bald spot. I don't know. Like, it's just, it's when you, when a movie like this is so obvious with its comedy, when you know what's coming, like, it's kind of like, okay, well, I'm not funny. Like you said, the Hugh Jackman wasn't that funny to you because you knew he had balls on his chin. If you, if I didn't tell you that, you might've found it funnier. I don't know. Like, it's just, when it's an obvious comedy, when you got things like that, I don't know. But like, I'm with you. I like Emma Stone. You know, she's there. Um, And I don't know if I've seen (laughs) Kira Culkin in anything. I, I used to have a man crush on Emma Stone, but then she just got a, It's like Jennifer, oh. H- not Jennifer Hudson, Jennifer Lawrence. Like, I used to think, oh, wow, they're very attractive, but then it's just like, eh, then they're just overexposed. Get them over them, you know. I, I 100% thought you said you had a man crush, and I thought you were going to say Kieran Culkin. 
I'm, I'm a Macaulay man, you know. Um, <laughs> when he's Rory. older, when he's older, when he's older, <laughs> when he's adult, adult Macaulay. Okay? Not little boy Macaulay. Just clarify. Um, now, the ad, see, you get this first ad for iBabe, which in this one, it's like the little kid watching the video and it's like, your ad will resume after this, uh, your clip will resume after this ad. I don't know. How do they bring that into the Greg Kinnear version? It's the same thing. You get like the commercial just in the middle of nowhere and then they come back to the segment later. Well, I, well, yeah, like the kid is watching. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I, you didn't like it because it's got boobs in it. Like, oh, no, naughty. Um, which, I, I mean, we'll get to that segment. This is the Robin, Batman, Wonder Woman speed dating segment, um, which is that the same? Because uh, on Wikipedia, the order's different. I don't know if the order's different in your version because, like. Well, I, I think they, they put iBabe there because of the quick commercial you get. That's the reason why they put that first here. Right, okay. So anyways, but, but the superhero one's the next one there. So um, we've got Justin Long playing Robin, Jason Sudeikis playing Batman, Uma Thurman's in this. I forgot she was in it last night. Bobby Cannavale, Superman, as he should be. Uh, now that's a man. Um, Kristen Bell's in this. Leslie Bibb, Katrina Bowden. There's a couple of 30 Rock people in this. Uh, and basically they're just speed dating. Robin's having jokes about him and then bloody uh, Jason Sudeikis' Batman is... Ruben him on. Uh, <laughs> Superman's a dick. Um, then there's a bomb. And then basically the penguin's there and there's sperm. And <laughs> <laughs> the Riddler is really Wonder Woman. Um, yeah. No, the Riddler's Supergirl. Anyway, I, yeah, this one's fine. Um, I, I like I like Justin Long being in something. It's been a while since I was a long yeah. time since I've seen Justin Long in something. <laughs> Same with Uma Thurman. Um, yeah, this one's kind of funny. Yeah, there, there's a couple of moments here where I laughed. I think mostly the the, the Bush comments. Uh, the, I think the, the two best ones was uh, what it looks like she's sitting on Art Garfunkel's shoulders. <laughs> um, and then uh, I think I wrote down the other one here. Um uh, it feels like Sean Penn should be doing a benefit for this thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there, there, there are some good lines here. Like, I want to see who actually wrote this because it, it, do it just a doing lot something of people like wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> but, but part of the problem with this movie is that you can't just do something that's shocking or absurd and expect to laugh at it. Like, there's got to be some real humor in it. And I think this one's slightly better because there's at least a couple of clever lines in it. Um, James Duffy and written by Will Carlo. I don't know who these people are. They're not any of the all-stars here. But uh, yeah, the, like you can't just do something that's offensive. And I think this one, again, there's a little bit more variety to it. It's like, I'm really finding the first two segments to me are like the worst parts of this movie so far because this one's slightly better. It's 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 enough where I'm like, if there was a laugh track or if if there was an you're watching this with an audience, you might get more of a kick out of it. I, I do kind of like, even though it's so predictable, I like the reveal of the Robin and then him um, or whatever, the, the Riddler where he pulls off the Supergirl mask. I do like where he's asking Batman. It's like, wait, so you knew that it was him the whole time? <laughs> it's like, yes. Uh, it's a couple of hilarious moments. And I wouldn't say hilarious. That's going too far. A couple of chuckle moments in this. But the cast, like, Yes, I get this movie is like you you tell Richard Gere you're going to be a movie with Kate Winslet and Hugh Jackman. He signs on without realizing he's going to do it. But like this one segment is the most stacked cast of anything. Like yeah. Justin Long, Uma Thurman. I mean, you you got uh, the Bobby Cannavale in here. Your favorite is Superman. You ever think Bobby Cannavale would be Superman? 
Should be. Uh, underrated. Uh, should definitely be. I hope there's like a Wikipedia page of people who have played Superman and Bobby Cannavale's on it for movie 43. Um, you know, which I, again, I completely forgot he was in this film. I love this ad in between. <laughs> the kids in the machines. It's so stupid. They're like basically got a section here with some guys abusing oh, a vending machine. And there's kids in it handing out Coke and same with ATM. And then the kids, uh, people spitting at the freaking... Um, the the photocopier and it's all like machines they're full of kids <laughs> paid for the prevention of like children in machines it's like it's so stupid it's funny, it, it, it's funny cuz it's not memorable like cuz i didn't it, you were saying that i'm like why do i sort of remember this but then as you were describing i'm like oh yeah i do remember that and it, it works because it's like 30 seconds long this is what most of this movie should have been just like let's have a joke where you build up to it you know you you got uh, what's going on here? Oh, I think I've got to figure it out. And then you have that one punchline at the end. Like we, we can just end it like this a movie 43. All is these 30 second commercials. I'm down for. There's, there's a even funnier commercial yet to come because uh, we get uh, now we've got I babe. Uh, so <laughs> Colin, you don't get this one. There's a thing called a <laughs> vagina, uh, which uh, is where it's funny. There'll be another one with a vagina in it soon, which you might not get. So uh, basically, a company has developed an iBabe, which is a life-size, realistic replica of a nude woman, which functions as an MP3 player. <laughs> and uh, you've got one woman played by Kate Bosworth, who's basically like, "Yes, this is obvious. Uh, teenage boys would like, you know, like naked women, <laughs> so they're going to think it's a vagina." And everybody's like, "Huh, what?" And basically, they've put a fan in where the vagina is meant to be, so kids are like. Like teenage boys, oh, trust me, I'd lose my dick. Um, are basically <laughs> getting their penises mangled because they're putting it in this little slot. Um, and what are they like? Oh, we should really tell them that in the commercials. And they're like, oh, do they do they tell you other MP3 players say do not fuck them? No. Um, and I, like I, Richard Gear, Richard Gear is maybe the one in this film which probably is going like, what am I doing in this movie? He's just yeah. sitting there going, hmm, hmm. Um, but where's Julia? Uh, I thought yeah. Julia was supposed to be here. <laughs> Um, the, what's his name? Jack McBrayer, the guy from 30 Rock, Kenneth, uh, he's in it. The, um, who's the, is it Asif Mandavi or however you say, Man, Mandvi? Uh, we the, saw him the, in something. What else did we cover with this guy? Yeah, he was in something recently. I watched, um, Jack McBrayer was recently in, uh, was it Forgetting Sarah Marshall that I watched on the plane? Um, yeah, I know he was in something. Um, what am I? What Spider-Man 2. He yes, was the, the pizza guy. Yeah. The 30-minute promise, Joe's Pizza, which I went to, by yeah. the way. I went to Joe's Pizza from New York. Um, was he there? No, sadly not. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, this one, I, I just love the fact that they bring it in like, oh, now we've got multiple colours, and they bring in like a black woman. <laughs> um, <laughs> basically like, oh, they say we couldn't do different coloured versions. Um, and then I love the new ads because they kind of are ripping off the, if you remember the iPod ads in the 2000s where it was like people dancing around and they've got like barbed wire around this woman's vagina that just says, no, um, don't put your penis. And then I love, I babe, don't fuck it. Um, <laughs> so again, it's silly. Colin doesn't like this because it's got naked women in it, right? I, I would put this in the top half of the segments. Um, because again, there's a couple of funny lines here. Um, Kate Bosworth really steals this one. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I feel like I was so harsh on her for years. It really until Superman returns. Uh, like I hated her. Like remember the Titans and with that, that surfing movie she did, like, I'm like, she might be the worst actress I've ever seen in my life. 
Uh, and, and it's unfortunate after Superman returns, she did one or two things, but then she just kind of dropped off the face of the planet. Like, make Kate Bosworth a thing again. <laughs> she's actually really funny here, where all the guys are like, yeah, no, we could have never predicted this. She's like, ah, uh, I could have. <laughs> the, the voice of reason there. The one part that really made me laugh, though, was when Richard Gere was asking, like, the, the head engineer or whatever, uh, where he's like, just tell me, is there any way of reaching the cooling system? And the guy shrugs his shoulders, and as he shrugs his shoulders, you see he's lost his hand. Yeah. It's just like, you, you, blink and you yeah. miss it joke there um that that one was pretty funny um and yeah I, other than that i, I kind of like the one line where where kate bosworth's getting worked up like guys i i can tell you this was a horrible idea from the beginning he's like, take it easy aaron brock <laughs> like, yeah. that, that line kind of made me laugh but yeah it's 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 like a lot of this movie it's like yeah it, it doesn't work in a movie it, it's 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 one or two funny lines i'm glad that you're just over and done with it after five minutes but uh Yes, I still don't understand why the position of the cooling system is the joke here. That's the part that I didn't laugh at. Because it's a vagina. Yep. Um, <laughs> Kate Bosworth and Beckinsale, again, similar to uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, and, confused uh, just because they're named Kate? <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, that's exactly it. Um, they're both white women. I'm racist. I'm sorry. Can't tell, <laughs> you know, the difference. Um, <laughs> then we've got uh, Middle School Date. Uh, to which we have um, Chloe Grace Moretz, who I'm a fan of. Now, not in this movie, not in this movie, just saying, not in this movie. I've seen her in two things as an adult. I was going to say Ben's a fan of hers. <laughs> Wasn't she in Independ- the second Independence Day? I don't know if she's in that. I, I was thinking The Equalizer with Denzel Washington, where she played a, a prostitute. Um, oh, I'd say She was also recently in the, the the new live action Tom and Jerry movie. She's kind of the oh. star of that, which Casper watched. But No, she wasn't in that. I'm thinking there's a, the young girl in that who hangs out with Jeff Goldblum's dad. She looks similar to her, but it's not her. Um, she was in a movie called I Love You, Daddy, which I could take that in a different <laughs> way if that was. Um, yeah, anyway. Uh, so she's sitting on the couch uh, with a boyfriend and they're making out and something going on is casper breaking in the casper room found the key casper <laughs> i'm gonna start keeping that key down here well why don't you that's on you <laughs> what are you looking for he's getting the I... superman thing casper we're on a time limit we don't have time for this yeah, today we got an hour we're gonna <laughs> take 20 minutes left here. he's gonna look for a broken tablet no that's broken casper we're gonna take a pause here and we're gonna come back and there's gonna be some talk about a donkey i'm gonna guess Donkey. Um, I don't know why that's always. Do you want to? Do you want to be scared by my child? I'm always scared by your child. He just <laughs> so, creeps so, into a room. He's like, "Hello, Daddy. I'm here." Look, it's 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 very tricky having an autistic child who's ten times smarter than you are, but you don't understand their thought process. Um, he, he hasn't been getting the key. He doesn't have the key. He's been picking the lock with a knife. <laughs> I went upstairs and found a giant a knife. knife. How old is he? Well, it's without his reach, so he found a way to climb up on the counter to get the knife. But I came upstairs and there's a knife sitting there. I'm like, he's picking locks. This kid is six years old. How does he know how to pick a lock? I'm never coming to your house again. I'm scared already. I'm scared for my life right now. He's staring at me five seconds ago on the screen. Oh. He's looking at me going, I know where you well, live. Do you know what he was saying? And like, I had it on mute, but he, he was like, hey, how's it going? Did you have a good day? Oh, I would have answered it. Did you Did you have a good day? It was fine. I would have gone. It's okay. a winner. Um, you know. Uh, shit, we're All running right, out of time. Got their, somebody got their period. Running out of time. Uh, Chloe, what's her face? There's a period on the couch. There's a blood stain. Um, we've got the kid from Superbad here. Um, and then... 
the dads get into a fight just because they don't know what to do with the period. This one's pretty silly. And then she runs away. But then we get a hilarious, <laughs> love this ad. These, like, women in bikinis are on the beach. It's all like, oh, yeah, beautiful. They're surfing and a shark eats this woman. And it goes, Tampex, now leak proof. <laughs> Fucking funny. I don't like this. Yeah, this tampon one's a bit silly. Cool. It's a period. Hilarious, huh? It, the premise of it's funny, but they don't quite deliver what their premise is. Like, I feel like something gets lost in communication here. Um, the idea that these guys just don't understand it at all. It's like, it's just a period. Uh, I, I love Patrick Warburton. Like, he's he's got to be one of my top, at least top 10 comedic actors, the dad here. Uh, and the one part where he's like, oh, that's disgusting. I mean, congratulations, young lady. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, but yeah, it's, 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 it's a funny idea that if you're really paying attention, if you have the patience to pay attention to this, you get, okay, I get where they're going with this, but they don't quite deliver with it. And then, yeah, the shark thing, that, that kind of made me laugh. Uh, directed by Elizabeth Banks. This one, middle school date. So this is actually directed by a female. So there you go. You can't put this. Oh, this is sexist and it was directed by a fucking female. So I mean, you know, blame Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> and, well, let's um, let's blame ourselves. I mean, maybe the reason that we don't quite get is because we're thinking the same thing. We are in the mindset of these guys. We don't quite understand yeah. the joke here. Um, I like this next one. Uh, Sean William Scott's a thing in twenty thirty. Ten years later, we found Sean William Scott since this movie. <laughs> Sadly, being missing again. Um, wasn't he like in a Jack Ryan thing or something like that? Wasn't he like some? Was he? he was like a, a commando or no? He was I, in like Rush Hour or freaking Lethal Weapon. He was in one of those. He like replaced somebody. Oh yeah, he he, he was the Lethal Weapon TV series. He came on. Yeah. I'm more confused. That Gerard Butler played the Leprechaun. Both of them. Yeah, didn't you know that? I knew that. <laughs> and you got Johnny Knoxville. Remember, he was a thing. Um, he's got grey hair now, doesn't he, like on his new jackassing. Yeah. So basically, um, these are two housemates. Johnny Knoxville's fucked Sean William Scott's girlfriend, but to make it up to him on his birthday, he's kidnapped a leprechaun. And this leprechaun is Gerard Butler, who's just foul-mouthed Irish. He's all like, I want your pot of gold. So somebody knocks on the door. It's another. It's a pot of gold with another leprechaun in it. They're beating the shit out of Stifler, stabbing him in the eye or the ass, and shooting him there. And then basically they end up killing both the leprechauns, put him in the bin, and then they've got a magical fairy who um, gives blowjobs for coins. A blowjob, Colin, is when a woman <laughs> sucks a penis or a man. Anybody sucks a penis, really. It doesn't have to just be exclusively a woman. Um, <laughs> in my experience. Um, but anyway, um, I like. Again, as I kept saying in this movie, everybody's giving their all. Gerard Butler's loving this. Johnny Knoxville's <laughs> loving this. Sean William Scott's loving this. I just love seeing Sean William Scott. Like, it's it's silly, um, but I kind of like it. And I think Casper's trying to get another knife or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> He's, He's screaming. Angry. He is. That's not Casper. Um, that's the leprechaun upstairs. Which, I mean, I don't know. I feel like you're not going to like this one. Yeah, this is the worst one of the whole movie. Like, I don't, Aww. I didn't laugh one well, I'm time. Surprised, I, I, actually, I thought the next one you'd hate more because somebody's <laughs> in it. But anyway, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really struggled to even see what the joke was in this, and it, this is like you're taking two guys who are out of place even in 2013, like Sean <laughs> William Scott and Johnny Knoxville. I don't know if they belong in 2003, let alone 2013. Aww. Um, the, the whole leprechaun thing, like, I didn't get it at all. It just wasn't funny. Um, I, I did like one thing right after um, uh, the previous segment. So just before this one, uh, one of the little segments with Greg Kinnear is Greg. This is where Greg Kinnear starts to get really pumped up saying like, you know, my boss doesn't respect me. So I'm, I'm going to make this movie the most gloriously bad movie of all time. This is going to be this century's Howard the Duck. 
So <laughs> for anybody who wants to say that this is the worst movie of all time, that's the point. They even state in this movie, they are making this century's Howard the Duck. And Howard the Duck, really, it is not the worst movie ever made. It is a ridiculously bad movie, but it is intentionally bad. So um, Greg Kinnear, again, the voice of reason for the audience. He knows what they're making. That's the one we should add to the list, Howard the Duck. Um, and I also realized, you know, when we were debating what, like, we're like, oh, there was another movie. So the three movies this month, um, which, you know, we're doing, Cats, uh, Love Guru and Glitter, were on our list initially when we went to this in 2021. This movie wasn't. We were meant to be doing Waterworld. So that was the, uh, oh, yeah. the, the fourth one. Anyway, next year, Waterworld and Howl the Duck. Remember those. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I like the nostalgia. And just quickly, Sean William Scott's in a show called Welcome to Flatch currently at the moment uh it's on fox it's a mockumentary sitcom that's what he's been doing he hasn't been in a movie since 2009 so uh make sure well, he was in movie a he was in movie 43 after 2009 yeah uh 2019 sorry 2019 oh, okay I, <laughs> I know what i'm doing all right shit we're got 11 minutes all right so um this is one i thought you were gonna hate the most because it's halle berry your favorite um another academy award winner uh this one's called truth or dare i kind of this one, Stephen Merchant, Halle Berry, they're on a blind date. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal this idea. You know, bugger the get to know you. Let's just play Truth or Dare. That sounds a fun first date to me. Um, and just basically they do Truth or Dare and it goes more outlandish after the other because uh, Halle Berry dares him to pinch a guy on the ass and he dares her to blow out a blind kid's candles. And from there they end up getting tattoos, um, surgery, become strippers. Uh, she dips a boob in guacamole. Um, and then I love the one when he's like getting snooky to read him Moby Dick. <laughs> so, so 2013 when snooky was a thing. Um, and then it's, uh, you know, probably doesn't hold up too well. The fact that he goes and basically becomes Sean Connery in um, You Only Live Twice and gets yeah. yellow face done and ends up fucking Halle Berry at the end of it. Um, I'm assuming you hate this because of Halle Berry. <sighs> I mean, I, I don't like this segment, but Stephen Merchant really makes up for it because I love Stephen Merchant. Um, I actually, I, I got so excited a few weeks ago when uh, the the British TV app that I subscribed to, they finally added extras, uh, which has mm. been over 10 years since I've seen extras. So Stephen Merchant's great. Nothing in this is really that funny. I, I will say the Snooky thing was probably the best. Like of all things you're going to dare somebody to, like that is maybe the most painful thing. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's Halle Berry. She's not good. <laughs> oh, would you rather watch if we were to do a month, if like you and I had, you know, carte blanche and we're like next year or the year after one of us gets to choose a month, no matter what the other person says. If I said, okay, I'm either going to do Natalie Portman or Halle Berry month. Which one would you rather do? <sighs> this is the only two choices. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if Swordfish is in, then Halle Berry month. Um, we've done Star Wars, so I don't know if there's much left for Natalie Portman. That's cruel, but um, both are <laughs> strong, powerful women who have won Oscars, so sexist much. Um, and Razzies. <laughs> Natalie's never won a Razzie. You think she got nominated, but she never won one. Uh, whatever. Um so uh, the one thing I'll say, so the, one of the funny bits in between hand with the, the kids storyline I've got is like, this is where the world ends. And then I love how like the, the creators of this just get like random clips from different movies. And one of the scenes is like the um, scene from Dante's Peak where the highway is like collapsing on the other one. And I'm just like, hey, that's from Dante's Peak. Um, so anyway, the last, uh, well, second last one, there's one in the credits. Uh, this is again, the trailer one that was shown a lot. 
this is maybe the funniest one in the whole movie. It's like, oh, we've got a tale to tell from back in the 50s, a strong sporting story that everybody knows Kerr completely. Um, and we've got Terrence Howard as a coach and he's got a bunch of kids here and it's, you know, the inspiring story of this first ever black team who have gone to a high school tournament and you think there's going to be like an inspiring sports speech, you know, come on, kids, you're down, like you can do this. Guys, you're black. They're white. <laughs> like this is our sport. You're like seven foot taller than them. And then he's just basically going like, guys, you're black. And these guys don't get it. Like, what are you saying, coach? We need to get God. No, you're black. You've got a foot inch penis. Like, come on, go out there and kick some ass. And then you've got like uh, the, the, the white team comes in and starts calling them Negroes and all this kind of stuff, getting them all fired up. And then they kind of have Max this Austin's like. Austin's going to be angry. Oh, God, Max. Max Dawson is a movie 43 of Survivor contestants, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> but shut up, Max Dawson. But um, as if, oh, God, Ben, we've got like not much time. Five, with edits, like seven minutes. Um, <laughs> whatever. I've lost track of time with my timer. You went and dealt with your child and I'm confused. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, whatever. So they go out, there's a little bit of a montage. They win. Uh, you get the celebratory moment where you think, like, the white team has won, but they've gotten one point. And I like the slow motion bit where they cut to Terrence Howard on the bench and he's holding up a sign and it says, You're black! <laughs> uh, this is probably the funniest one of the whole bunch, right? I'm sure this is one you liked. Yeah, this is the best one in the movie. Um, This and the Kieran Culkin, Emma Stone one, save this from being the worst movie of even that year. Because uh, this is hilarious. Like, everything in this skit works. Uh, the fact that they're, they're filming it like it's this old, you know, black and white or whatever, uh, this this dated look to it. Uh, it <laughs> they started with, like, there are 10,000 white people out there thinking you're not worth it. The fact that it comes down to, it's like, how long is your penis? And he goes, I don't know, a foot and a half. And even Terrence Howard's got, like, a foot and a half? It's like, <laughs> their arms aren't that long. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the, the, I, I love even just the players on this team where the, the white guys come in and they're like, the they, these guys look like people that we could beat at basketball and we suck and we know we do. Uh, and then they come in there and they're trash talking. And when they leave, I love that one guy. Hey, coach, they look tough. <laughs> He's really worried. It's like, you're black. The whole year black thing on the actual like uh, coaching board or whatever is so good. Uh, I love this. Nobody can call this the worst movie of the year even uh certainly not the worst movie of all time when you have terrence howard doing this segment and i'm just saying i suck at canadian football colin but i can kick your ass in basketball thank you very much <laughs> um that is technically it but then there's one more in the credits there are actually two more that were cut and i'll be interested to see if you've seen those because one of them's got bob no. odenkirk in it which i thought i saw at the movies i thought i saw a bob odenkirk one but obviously i didn't so the one in the credits is a bit silly it's a cartoon cat Basically, you've got Elizabeth Banks is back. She's not directing anything here. This one's called Beazle. And who's the guy? Josh, du- how do you say his name? Duhamel. Um, Duhamel, yeah. Duhamel, he's kind of famous. And basically, they're a couple. And then you've got this weird animated cat who's in love with Josh Duhamel. And basically, uh, Elizabeth Banks gets murdered by children in the end. Um, that This one's a bit silly. But, I mean, by this stage, we're used to it. It's movie 43. Um, and, again, Elizabeth Banks puts... I like Elizabeth... We've talked about Elizabeth Banks before on this show, haven't we? I like yeah. Elizabeth Banks. Underrated. Make her more of a thing. Yeah, she's better than this movie. Um, <laughs> this this segment's worse than the one she directed. This one's just horrible. Uh, and the thing that really confused me, you said this is done during the credits. I don't know if your version has it during the credits. My version, the credits start to roll, and then the credits stop, and you have another five-minute-long segment, and yeah. you go back to the credits like, 
who made that decision? It makes no sense. It's you got more bloopers baffling. and then it goes into this. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's th- the idea that it's not even like the, the, the credits are rolling while this is playing. Somebody said, we're going to stop the credits to give you another segment. I just don't understand that at all. And, and yet nothing in this segment makes me laugh at all. Um, it's too obvious what the ending is going to be. And uh, this was definitely the last one I had because looking up what these other two are that were cut, how do you cut Julianne Moore, Tony Shalhoub, and Bob Odenkirk? That's, that's and, just wrong. And the Apprentice one, which has got Australia's Shane Jacobson in it. He's very famous here in Australia. So I don't know. Uh, and Anton Yelchin, he's pretty famous too, and isn't he? he, so- he well, he, he died. Oh, it was a couple of years after this. I was going to say if this movie was around the time he died, I mean, that was like a tragic death. He so. died making but, this movie. He did. <laughs> movie 43 killed on Anton Yelchin. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the one, the, the Bob Odenkirk one is basically he wrote and directed it. Apparently, it's Maud and George looking for their breast flashing daughter. Oh, why didn't I see this one? Um, Susie had the private eye who's behind the camera, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and then The Apprentice, uh, I don't know, Shane Jacobson, Anton Yelchin in it. Um, we've got like two minutes, Colin. Uh, this movie, as I said, regarded as the worst movie of all time. A lot of reviews. There was literally a headline which was like, The Citizen Kane of Bad Movies. Uh, I remember when I saw this and I saw the hate for this. I was like, why is this like that bad? And then I just, I didn't get the hate for it. I'm seeing here it would go on to tie Scary Movie 5, which I watched in the last week or two. That is a bad movie. Uh, And IGN said this and Scary Movie 5 were the worst movies of 2013. Scary Movie 5 is unwatchable. This at least is funny in parts. Um, Shit tons of bad reviews. uh, Box office wise. Um, it made $32 million worldwide, only $8 million in the US and Canada, uh, on a budget of $6 million. It's opening weekend. Uh, it was seventh. It opened up, uh, Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters was number one. Well, when's that oh, coming? That's to- a good movie. Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, you want to see Fomka Jansen? Yeah. Uh, actually, I remember that being on like Christmas day once on TV and I saw the cast. <laughs> I saw like five seconds of it. I'm like, eh, this isn't that great. Um, for the year, I think this, what came in at like, well, oh God, where scroll all the way down here, Ben. Uh, this came in, um, a very long time. We're running out of time. Colin, I'm guessing you're binning. <laughs> the, uh, pl- plot keywords, defecating on someone month. That's the only one I'm going to look at here. Um, featuring Movie 43, Zach and Miri make a porno, Sally Forever episode 1.4. And that's it. There's three there. Uh, and I guess the opposite of this, we need to do 10 star reviews, don't we? Um, because obviously there's going to be lots of one stars. Um, this one here, sure. Uh, Kill Me Sideways said, it was great. Obviously, this movie isn't for 40-year-old. Obviously, it isn't for child. And obviously, it isn't for someone who thinks they are too good for silly humor. I'd agree with that. Um, I'm guessing you're binning this, Colin. I'm binning it because 90% of it is complete garbage. But I want to put it on the record here that 10% of it's actually really good. So uh, it is not the worst bin movie. It's not the worst movie. It might be one of the better movies we've ever covered in Bad Movie Month. (laughs) I am going to go out on a limb and say this will be your number two. I feel that Glitter is going to be a surprisingly decent movie. I'm putting that out there now. I'm scared. I know you don't like The Love Guru, and I don't even talk about next week. So I'm going to say number two or number one on your list. I don't know how I feel about Glitter. Um, Fuck it. I'm buying this movie. It's dumb. It's dumb. But, like, I enjoy it because, like, it's just silly dumb. This goes by quickly. It's got enough laughs in it. And, again, as I said, 
This is Airplane. It's a dumb movie with stupid jokes in it, but it's funny. If this was released in 2003, 1993, this wouldn't be considered, oh, the worst movie of all time. So, no, I'm buying this. This is fun. It's silly. And compared to what we're watching next week, this is fucking Citizen Kane. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Um, (laughs) I've seen it now. It's definitely not pretty. Uh, (laughs) Wow. Wait till we get to Cats. Yeah, speaking of which... um, just fuck off, Colin. Why are we doing next week? Um, <laughs> you talk about doing a movie in an hour. I reckon we can do next week in 10 minutes. Um, they're cats I don't know about that. and they sing. That's it. The end. <laughs> um, I, I, it's been a while since I've uttered the words, the worst movie I've ever seen. Um, could be a contender. We'll talk about that next week. But fuck off, cats. Why? Yeah, I'm excited to get to it. Uh, and I, I, I definitely don't think it's going to be 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> I have some struggles that we're going to go through next week. <laughs> <laughs> 10 minutes is too long for cats. Five minutes. You're right. Um, do all that. That's next week. Sure. 24, uh, Breaking Bad, uh, Lost has started. Goody. Um, subscribe. Uh, great. Uh, my name is Ben, and you drop your books, fuckface. Uh, and my name is Colin, and you look like you're sitting on Art Garfunkel's shoulders. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net Thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff yes sir do you like having access to your favorite podcast hosts in a way like never before yeah absolutely do you wish you had access to our old survivor oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online oh yeah if you answered yes to one two or all of those questions then get excited because the oz network is now on patreon That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made.